Give to Barrett. Cut back over the middle of the 25 to the 20. Breaks a tackle to the 15. Stop, starts 10 5. Touchdown, Lions. Holy mackerel. Throws end zone. It is caught. What a play back there in the back of the end zone by TJ Hawkinson. You're listening to the One Pride Cast. Welcome in to the One Pride Cast. Danny Rogers here with none other than DetroitLions.com writer Mike O'Hara. We're talking week six. Bengals, Joe Burrow, they're coming to town and they... Um, are coming off a heartbreaking loss like the Lions just did. A heartbreaking loss? Yeah. Someone else has had one? Pardon me for interrupting, by the way. Right, and everyone's like, uh, I don't know. Every time someone loses a ball game now, like say they were up by 20 and gave the lead, they're like, oh, it's a, they had a heartbreaking Detroit loss. And it's like, well, we have the Lions haven't led in the first half, I don't believe, of any of the five games. So that would just not Green be Bay. accurate. Just Green Bay. Okay, yeah. this is true. Was that a heartbreaker? I don't know. That wasn't a heartbreaker. No, not no. The second, by the second half, I think. I you asked me, am I a heartbreaker or was that a heartbreaker? Are you a heartbreaker, Mike? Of course. Okay. <laughs> okay. This is true. All right. Okay. So I just, my point is, not every loss a team has is a Lions heartbreaking loss. Only the Lions know what that feels like. No, I'd agree with that, but I would say the two against the Ravens and then the, the Vikings were heartbreakers. They really, really were. Really, really especially bad. for a team that's trying to get its first win for a new coach and staff, so... <sighs> It was it was it was tough. I think the second one was really tougher than the first one, even though the first one was at home and all that. I just think it was sort of. Uh, was, can you get a penalty? Can you get a penalty for beating a team piling on like that? Is that like a uh, sort of a team piling on, beating them the same way they've been beaten two weeks before that? Yeah, it's not very fair. Like football gods, please give the Lions a break. Yeah, I think the second one was harder because you literally cannot believe that another time expiring field goals going to go through the uprights and and it's going to cost the Lions a win you're at the game tell the people what, when, when they're lined up to kick the ball tell okay them, what, do you want to know my like? whole scenario yeah, absolutely yeah. okay so here's what I was doing at Minnesota so my job after a Lions win is to do a post-game interview I have been like clawing to try to interview one of the players after a game because it, I can only do it after a win I, I can make my case for losses, but I haven't yet. I'm still new here. I'm a rookie. but So I get to interview players after a win. And so it was, what, two minutes left. I was in the press conference room. I'm waiting to do our post-game show because I'm like, oh, all right, Lions are losing. There's two minutes. There's no way they're going to come back. There's no way they're going to force a fumble, recover the ball, score a touchdown, and then complete a two-point conversion to Kaderil Hodge, who has never ran that route before or done it in practice. So – as right, never, as, ever in his life. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So so as soon as the Lions, I think, after the DeAndre Swift touchdown, I'm in the press conference room, and it is not a short walk to the field. I am in heels. My feet have blisters on them because I am dumb and did not wear tennis shoes this game. So before you know it, I'm, like, running, like, the fastest I possibly can throughout these tunnels in Minnesota to get to the field and I'm there in time. The two-point conversion is being completed as I'm walking out there. Um, and I get to the Lions sideline. First off, I could not find the Lions sideline because I'm not down there during games. Well, <laughs> so there's only lost. two choices. I know. I know. And I'm like, wait, where is my camera guy? Like, where? Like, oh, I need my. I need the camera to do this post-game interview. So I finally found the Lions um, sideline. So, yeah. And I did not watch the field goal because I didn't watch the Baltimore one either. 
So my back is turned and I am only getting like the result based on the fans and their reactions. So I died inside a little bit because I'm like, there goes my post game interview. So I didn't watch it. Well, I'm glad you were thinking about yourself. So I'm going to watch the next (laughs) field goal actually. And hopefully the tides will turn. Yeah. I, I did not see the ball hit the, the first one, the 66-yarder against the Ravens. I didn't see it hit the crossbar. I had no I idea what see, happened. But I could see the kicker with his arms up yep. in the air. Yep. And I took that as he won, which he did. They did. The uh, second one, it was dead straight. It was in. It it, was in it, the, 55-yarder? Say less. This was, that, that was in from the day, from the minute he got out of the car to the stadium. Right. It was, it was yeah. good. He's like, I'm going to go kick yeah. a game-winning field goal. But yeah, that was that was a killer. And then he got the reaction from the head coach, Dan Campbell. <sighs> and the people have been talking about that. And you know, the Lions don't get an awful lot of positive stuff in, over the years. But this time, people are really, I think people have, have warmed to, to Dan Campbell. I really believe that. I think they've been doing that since training camp. Yeah. Um, because just, just coming in here and every time, well, not every time you look at Sports Center, but ESPN, there was a Dan, Cam- a Dan Campbell quote or yeah. presser bite on Sports Center and ESPN. Everyone's like, oh, the Lions are never on this. I'm like, okay. So I think they've been warming up to it for a while. Yeah, I think so. I think, I think this. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. And I wrote this on my. We have a, a Monday column called "What We Learned." I'm sorry, it comes out on Tuesday. I write it Monday. Mm-hmm. And this one, to my my lead on it, was about Dan Campbell. And I said, the the guy you see, you know, with the tears and all of that, choking back tears. That's the real Dan Campbell. Yep. So is the one who's completely composed on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. That's the real Dan Campbell. Mm-hmm. He is what he is. He's real, and he's real at the moment. And I I, I think. That's a good quality to have as a head coach. It's a good quality to have in leadership of any any sort of a leadership role. And part of that is because when he has a, something to tell a player, he tells him to his face mm-hmm. and he tells him the truth. And the players know that. Now, look, they don't like getting cut, but no. there's a way to do it. Yes. There's a way to tell that you're, you're going to change your job. You're going to move from right to left or whatever. Mm-hmm. You're, you're not going to be a starter anymore. You're going to be the, the slot corner, whatever. But he tells them, and he looks them in the eye, and he tells them, and he explains it to them, and that's the way it is. And mm-hmm. I, th- I think people can people live with that. May not like it all the time, but they understand it and they live with it. That was a great article too, by the way, Mike. I, I read that, and it was it was great from start to start to end. It really was. And that'll be five ninety five. Thank you very much. I know, I know. <laughs> y- y- Mike needs his commission, but I like Let what me you give just. Give the money now. I, okay. He's reaching into his pockets, folks. Grabs nothing. Okay, quarterback Joe Burrow. Suffered a, a throat contusion against Green Bay. I the, I read something. They they aren't even sure which play right. that he suffered that on. But I feel like if you're hit in the throat, you're going to know. So he must have been hit in the throat like multiple times. You would think. At least, yeah, you would think you would know. And probably when he went back and looked at the video, probably was able to isolate it. I always wondered about quarterbacks with all the yelling they do in practice, you know, calling out plays yes. and, and games. You know, it's, it's a five-day-a-week job to yell, you know, at the mm-hmm. top of your lungs. I wonder if they're if they're if if they're horse by the end of the season. Speaking of horses, but I wonder if they're horse by the end of the season. I've always wondered that. I know. I think we need to follow up with Jared Goff after. Such week great 17. insight I bring to this, this this weekly gig, isn't it? No, that was a great question. It's just their one job. Well, yeah. they have a few jobs, but a big job is getting the cadence out and the yeah. play call out. You don't do that when you're on voice rest for the entire week, not no. talking to media. Um, because there's a likelihood you may not be able to talk on game day. Look, it, is it perfect? No. No. But there are a lot of things. You know, like let's say offense runs 65 plays. There are a lot of mm-hmm. things in those 65 plays that aren't perfect. Yes. Including the quarterback. But I'll tell you, not to change the subject, but this is really one of the stars. Of the, he might even be one of the stars of the present, but certainly of the future. And the way he gets rid of the ball, he mm-hmm. can he can he can really cover the whole field. 
He can throw it anywhere you want it. And uh, I wouldn't call him a running quarterback, but he's quick. He's, he, he operates well in the pocket. And he's got two or three you know, good, solid, re- serviceable receivers, you know, like Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins and so on, mm-hmm. and a good running back in Joe Mixon. And then he's got Jamar Chase. Jamar and my Chase. goodness. Oh. You know, I, 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 in one of my, one of my uh, pre-draft mock drafts, I had the Lions taking Jamar Chase. Mm. Only because I, I was told by somebody who works for the Bengals that the Bengals were going to take Penny Sewell. And that they were going to? Were going to. And wow, that, was, that, that made turned. a lot of sense considering, you know, the beating that Joe Burrow took in his rookie year. You know, he played 10 games, went out with a knee injury, just mm-hmm. got absolutely just beat to heck. Yep. I wouldn't say heck, but I said, this is, you said I'm, heck. I'm being nice. Yeah. And, and you know, he thought, well, you're going to come back and protect your quarterback. Well, you know how you protect your quarterback? Get rid of the ball to a guy who can stretch the field. Why and not? Look, he's got 43 catches, 450-some yards, and he's averaging 19 point point, eight yeah yards. A reception. I, we just finished each other's sentences now. Boy, we're doing harmony Wow. Here. Yeah. No, I uh, I saw those stats, and they're, they're a little frightening. I'm not going to lie. However, um, those are similar stats that Justin Jefferson has. Yep. Minnesota Vikings, the Lions just played for, just schemed for. Did Jefferson get away with 100-plus receiving yards in the first half? Yes. So what needs to happen so that does not happen with Jamar Chase? Well, first of all, they did a pretty good job on Justin Jefferson in the second half. Correct. In fact, the entire offense. Yep. This is a different guy, though. He really is. Mm-hmm. I just – look, he was the, he's the pedigree. and Well, they both went to play at LSU. Oh, yeah. Oh, you they know. are all oh, – yeah. listen, the goal is always to limit the amount of LSU touchdown dances we see here <laughs> on Sunday. Yeah. That's the goal. It really is for the entire season. Well, Minnesota's playing playing – Playing the Lions again later. In the, well, I guess it's the last game of the season. No, it's Thanksgiving Day, I think. No, or is that we Chicago? We play Bears. Um, I don't know. Whatever, Are you gonna look, uh, do you, there's 17 weeks. You're supposed, I'm supposed to memorize all of them? Yeah. No. <laughs> You're supposed to know things. No, yeah, That's why I, I come here. Yeah. No, me too. I, I do a little talking and then. And oh, then look you, at Derek Heitman with um, who the horses. Uh, Sunday, December 5th. Oh, okay. Is when we see another LSU guy. I don't know. I haven't checked all the rosters, but the, another for yeah. sure an LSU guy. Yeah, the Lions have already played three of their division opponents. They yep. got, and they got the rematches coming up. But this this guy's different. He really mm-hmm. is. It's been a lot of guys get drafted high. A lot of receivers get drafted high, and they're good. You know, look, you get drafted that high, you've got skills. But he's got something special. I went on their website. Uh, I think it was Monday, and I think I went Monday and Tuesday mm-hmm. just to listen to some of their interviews. And I just yeah. like I like to just hear how guys carry themselves. Yes. You know, when they're when they're getting asked questions that are kind of off the script mm-hmm. script. And he was good. He really was. Now he's not not polished yet, but he will be. You can tell he's, there's something thoughtful about him, and he mm-hmm. you know, thinks things through a little bit, and gives you answers. He's yeah. not he's not making you know bulletin board statements or whatever it is. And I, I, I just the kind of guy you like, you know. Really, I'm talking I'm talking about Jamar Chase. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Joe he's been Burrow's on the big stage. Like that too. Both it of just, them. Yeah. yeah. It, it, that's that's a, that's a one two to be reckoned with for a long time. Jeez, can you ever imagine those two getting separated? Well, it happens, you know, con- you know, contracts and you know, yeah, teams I have know. to make choices and injuries and so on. And, and look, the Bengals are in a bit of a rebirth, and they, and they should be. I think they've had, what is it, five losing seasons? And you know, they started, you know, with, with their, uh, uh, you know, they were 2-14 and 14 a year ago and 4-11-1 last year. Yep. And, and But th- they're 3-2. and two. It's been an, an okay 3-2. and two. One of those wins was really a forfeit from the Jacksonville Jaguars. Mm-hmm. I consider it a forfeit. Yeah, do you? Until they win a game, you know. 
I, I, I'm gonna say, please, Stop. yeah. What? Do not throw rocks at a glass, uh, glass house. Let's not do that. Or a broken glass. It's half full. Uh, yeah. Oh gosh, you just think. If anyone wants to blame anyone, it's it's Mike O'Hara. Um, okay, let's talk about this Lions team. I mean, yeah, uh, Quintus Cephas. Uh, out, out for the year, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Out for the year, probably. He was yeah. really starting to hit his stride. He really was. You know, he was—he's uh, a guy who who knows how to play ball. You know, and he's, as you know, when he when he was uh, uh, did the workout for the combine, he ran like a four seven three or mm. something forty, and yeah. you would think that people were waiting for him. And turn turn the lights back on. Here he comes. I know. You know? But it is slow. But you know, the other guys have run have run have run that before. And the great Anquan Bolden had more than a thousand catches, finished his career here in Detroit, but it ran a similar forty. But the thing about him is he knows how to play football, mm-hmm. and he plays as, as I asked Jared Goff about him a couple of weeks ago, and he said, "So I don't know what his forty time is for the combine, but he plays fast." Yeah, and he, he really does. He can he can he can uh, change direction. Without slowing down, mm-hmm. not everybody can do that. Not he doesn't have to shuffle through a, a route to you know to change direction. He can, he's got he's, he's fairly rangy. He's got long arms. He's got big strong hands, and he competes and he can jump. Got a thirty nine vertical. I looked that up, not making it up. And <laughs> so I thought you know he was a guy who was going to be a good second or third receiver for you until you get a number one. Right. But on his own, he was going to make plays for the Detroit Lions. He really was. Yeah, he was. In fact, had made plays. Mm-hmm. Not. Not star quality or anything like that, but the kind of guy who's going to be play eight or ten years in the league and, and really have a good career. Yep. So Cephas was placed on IR Tuesday with a broken collarbone. Coach Dan Campbell says he will miss a significant amount of time. Going into Minnesota, center Frank Ragnow had already um, been down for the count. We didn't know how long with a toe injury suffered against Chicago, but he just had surgery this week. It went well. He did not want to do the surgery right. because this specific injury, this rehab, um, can take up to a year. So right. Lions will not see Frank Ragnow again until 2022. Right. Next man up, Evan Brown. Best center in football, too. Uh, the be- yeah. And I've heard multiple people say he's the best player on this Detroit Lions team. Well, he is. Yeah, yes. He is. Huge uh, loss. Big yeah, loss. Yeah, it's a, tr- it's a tremendous loss, especially the center. I mean, look, everything you do is that you, you start the game. Mm-hmm. You start the play. The you center, li- yes. The snap way. to the quarterback, mm-hmm. and you got to have everybody lined up. You do all that, you know, listen for the cadence, and you, you make corrections and uh, and changes and all that. And now they don't have that. You know, you right. got, you're got you missing three and a half years of institutional knowledge mm-hmm. of football from Frank Ragnow for the Detroit Lions. So, you know, I think Evan Brown did, did okay. Yeah. Okay, I don't think he was – certainly wasn't the path to the quarterback or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Maybe they might have taken advantage of him a little bit in the last couple of minutes, you know, before the before the, the winning the – winning, the two winning – the two drives that won the game for him. But I thought he was a representative player. Yeah. Um, and then along that offensive line – Taylor Decker, left yeah. tackle, who's been out, uh, has not played a hadn't regular played. season game. Yeah, like we said a couple weeks ago, they're that great offensive line they were supposed to have hasn't played a down together. I, got, I think I, I saw a stat. What did they bump down to that offensive line unit? Um, I guess whatever rankings you want to pay attention to. I think yeah. they dropped down to 23, and they were up in the top third. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, before that. So, but th- so the good news is left tackle, Taylor Decker, um, he is starting to come back to practice this week. got a couple week. of days of practice as we talk here on, on Thursday. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And uh, so they are hoping to get him back into the lineup. Uh, Penny Sewell, he is off the 
um, practice reports. Yeah, I know he's a little he was a little bumped up after Chicago, but yeah. um, went in there against Minnesota and, and got the job done. Um, so, what's the strongest point on this Lions offense right now? The strongest point on the offense with so many injuries, people down. Oh, the running backs are without without mm. question to me, and 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 the the ability of DeAndre Swift to catch the ball out of yes. the backfield. With him and Jamal uh, Jamal Williams, I think it's a really a good one too. I think I think DeAndre Swift has star quality, not there yet, but it's it's in him. For it sure, really is. Uh, Jamal Williams, really good, solid football player. He's so got consistent. he's got two hundred and fifty some yards rushing in, in five games. That's good. Yes. You know, fifty yards a game is going to get you up in the eight hundred nine hundred range. Mm-hmm. That's good for a number for a number two back. Yep, and and. But Swift is, is something. He's he's different, you know. He really he can change pace without the, uh, you know, without slowing down. Mm-hmm. I like that. You saw the touchdown run that that cut, you know, set him up for the two point conversion. I mean, he was gone. He was a blur. Yep. And there was another run in that sequence uh, just before that. Where he just ran somebody over. That's the thing. So he he's so a he powerful the, dude. Yeah. He, and there's there's a, there's Swaggy and Swifty, Jamal and, and DeAndre, but they're also called Thunder and Lightning. Yeah. Jamal is Thunder. DeAndre's lightning. However, with a little thunder and with a little thunder yeah. because he can catapult himself over defenders, but he can also run people down. Is that going into some of your star talk? Of yeah, DeAndre's that's what or? I mean. He's he's he's, yeah. he's 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 a really versatile versatile guy with multiple skills. You mm-hmm. know, can catch the ball, he can run it, and he when he has to, he can put his head down and or whatever you do legally and slightly illegally run somebody mm-hmm. down. You know, yeah. get out of my way. I'm coming. If I you know. don't like it, get out the way. If you don't like it, step aside. Yeah. Do we see the return of TJ Hawkinson this week? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Do we? Oh, you mean the return of the TJ Hawkinson? The TJ Hawkinson. Not the one who's had the 10 catches in the last uh, or 8 catches in the last two games. Yes. No, Three we're games. talking about the one who has 8 catches in one game. And the 8 catches the second game, too. And back to back. Do no. we see do we see that TJ? Well, I th- Better, you know. Yeah. I think a lot of it's up to him. I'm, when I say that, it, it's it's how he handles the double teams and all that, which right. I can can see him getting. Mm-hmm. I, I think teams rightfully think we can single cover the rest of the guys, and then we, whatever we got left over here, we're gonna we're gonna assign it to yep. T.J. Hawkinson. But and maybe I said this last week, but I'm gonna repeat it again. You know, John Madden was did I think NBC and Fox or whoever it was. He was their color analyst and probably one of the best ever. And they were doing one of those. You know, pre-game chats with with the team they were covering. It was Michael Irvin, the, you know, the Hall of Fame receiver, mm-hmm. uh, the Dallas Cowboys, and Irvin was complaining about being double teamed. I just, you know, they're double teaming me, and my stats are down. And and John Madden, the old coach of the Raiders, you mm-hmm. know, one of the great coaches, said, "You want to be great, beat the double team." Yeah, let's not complain about it. Yeah, just beat it, beat it. Right. And Irvin took that to heart. Do you want to get that phone call? Who is it? Can you, can you answer it? Oh man. It won't enlighten us. Catch him later. Dang it. You can um, cut that out, right? No, I'm going to leave it. You want people to know that I actually have a friend somewhere? We want people to know that your phone is off the hook, Mike O'Hara. No, I'm definitely leaving it. Um, okay, so maybe maybe we'll see TJ. He's got to beat the, the double coverage. Okay. Got to. Uh, all right, let's, let's quickly talk this defense. Um, Coach Dan Campbell said it was their best defensive effort against Minnesota. Why? I would, I would say so. I think at the second half until the last possession. Dang you know, it. Would, that last possession. Until the last possession. Yes. Yeah, where they went, what, 48 yard, whatever it was. Deja vu. To uh, two big, uh, a big run. I, no, and it was a dump off and two two long passes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's, you got to rise to the moment. You I know. You really do. And, that, that, and they didn't do that. Now, they rose to the moment as a team. Right. You know, but, but in that particular sequence there, 
the offense didn't didn't I'm sorry the defense didn't quite get it done I think maybe a little bit too much on that first play the pass over the middle to Alan Thielen mm-hmm. maybe maybe just a little soft there there's a lot of talk about the last play the third uh, you know where they a three-man rush a lot of teams do it I don't like it you know I want to I want you to come with your hair on fire you know after the quarterback and get the quarterback and the, yes yeah and, the, and just just trample them, so you know? okay so the okay yep no we've heard a lot about the three-man rush do you think the Lions attack that scenario differently going forward, having it had done twice so far this season and both times they've been beat? Well, the 66-yarder, you can't count. Okay, on. okay, fine. But but I I would I would, I would think so. Okay. But it depends on who you're playing and what they have. I mean, you know? we heard from Aaron Glenn today that it's it's putting his team in the best position to be successful, and he think, he knows his secondary is young, so he wanted to take the most pressure off of them. Right. Look, there, there's a reason that coaching staff is here. Yes. And the reason is that the Why team, we're not coaches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that too. But there's a reason. That's because the team deteriorated the last season and a half. That's mm-hmm. what, they're, what they're picking up is really the, not a team that's a 5-11 and 11 team. That was their record last year. This, this, is, this was not a 5-11 and 11 team, I don't think. I think it was probably a, a one and whatever, you know. Yeah. I mean, they were getting just absolutely trashed week after week the, the, the defensively. Well, they were okay offense, but the defense, no, they were, they were historically bad. Second half of the season was just, it was awful. This, in 2020. Yeah, yeah, in 2020. So, so what's so, that comparison to 2021? So, because they're, they're, re, they're rebuilding, and I think they're better, I think they're a better team right now than they were in the second half of, uh, the second half of 2020. Look, they were three and three after six games in 2020, and look at where they ended up. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just, it was awful. It mm-hmm. really was. I mean Thanksgiving Day they got forty six to seven or something like that. I mean, yikes! God, I ran out of ink on the taking notes about Houston. You know, right? You're writing down so many. Yeah, I just yeah, I, points. I, I got a, a Point. cramp in my. Point. I got a cramp in my writing writing. Finger, oh, we cannot you know. have that. Well, I play with pain all the time. I know, I know. You're 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 a quarterback. I'll call you a quarterback for that. Well, you got to raise and pay. Yeah. No, no, we're not going to do that. I'm not going to. Thank you. I'm holding out. Oh, gosh. The bosses will kill me now. Okay. uh, Quick question. Amani Oruwarie has been a little limited uh, in practice this week. And, I mean, he's got Jamar Chase on the clock. So are we worried about Amani not being able to go? No, I think he'll make it. Okay. I think he'll make it. Look, just a little bit of practice to watch watch today. Mm -hmm. And look, this is the beginning of it. I think think he's going to make it. Oh. But it all kind of. I don't think anybody's thrilled to cover. You know, oh boy, I get to cover Jamar oh Chase. Oh boy, yay! Yeah. What I've been dreaming about. But look, I actually to be a, you know, be, I'm per- perfectly honest, probably do look forward to it because they want to play against the best. And, I think and so I'm too. The guy who shut them down. I think so too. Yeah. Just I, I think so too. I think Amani probably learned a lot. Out, yeah, I don't think they fear anybody. I think they respect what they can do and and plan to st- and plan accordingly. Yep. But no, and, I don't and Amani fear, literally no. just saw this last yeah. week. Yeah. Yeah, I th- and I think you know, Bonnie's got a couple interceptions, and yep. he's, had a co- he's had a pretty good three-week, uh, three-week uh, stand. And the one guy we can't forget is Charles. Charles uh, Harris. Charles Harris. One of the most consistent guys on that defensive well, side. Well, he's got four sacks, and it's one in each game. Four, four games. He's had a sack in each of the four games, Danny. And it, look, sometimes you look at a guy who's got four sacks. He's got three in one game and one in another, and you say, okay, it's kind of a fluke. Yep. He found a, you know, he found a weak link and and against you know whoever New York. <laughs> and he exploited. He got three sacks, and then somebody fell down, and he got another one the next <laughs> week. But when you do it against four different quarterbacks, yep. four different schemes, four different teams, I think that, that that's really something. Mm-hmm. 
you know, and look, he was a highly regarded player coming out of, the, of college, out of Missouri. As a matter of fact, just a little note, maybe I said this before, but bear with me. In my, uh, when he came out, I made him Detroit Lions pick in my mock draft. The Lions took Taylor Decker, and mm. then he went, he went to uh, the Miami Dolphins with the next pick, Charles ah. Harris did. You didn't have it. You didn't have the Lions picking him over Taylor Decker. Correct? Yes, I did. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. I think he was 19th or 18th overall. I forget okay. now. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Lions on this one, but I do like you're you're close. You're onto something. Yeah. Yeah. So are we getting to our picks now? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. Let's get to the Bet MGM picks. Like, give me your score prediction. Let's go, Mike. There's something about the Lions that I like overall. I like the way they play. You like that? that? Okay. Wow. That's new this but, week. And there's something I like about it in this game. I just, I just don't see the Bengals holding up for a full season. I don't think they're going to run the table on anybody. And, and they're, look, they're in a tough division, the AFC North. And, and look, we'll see how they hold up. I'm not writing them off. But I think on Sunday, the Detroit Lions are rewarded 27-16. Now, that's 13 points. No, it's 11. I'm sorry. Well, my math's a little off. 27-16, yeah. which means 11-point lead. No way. You can't kick four field goals in a minute, okay? Try us. So get out there and get ready to do your interview, would you, please? Oh, my gosh. You just, would you? I'm glad that you just spoke that into existence. I think that needed to happen, and I'm feeling good right now, Mike. I'm feeling good. Yeah. Well, I'm, well, I'm happy for you. I don't mind having to run to the field if it ends <laughs> in a post-game interview. And don't wear high heels. Wear running shoes. I know. That was the only game I wore heels in. That's what you say. I don't believe you. You just, you're just this you're, season. You're just covering yourself. This season, I know, I know, I, I know. Okay, well, tennis anyway. shoes. It is. Yeah, I, I like, I like, I like the Lions to win this game. I really do. Wow, I love that. All right, that was Mike O'Hara. You can read all of his phenomenal articles on DetroitLions.com. They really are phenomenal. Well, not. I think Tim Twentyman's phenomenal. I'm one cut below oh, him. You both, you, Thunder and Lightning, man, Swaggy and Swifty. Like, like you pick which one you want to be. Okay, coming up next on the One Pridecast, uh, outside linebacker Trey Flowers. He came back finally after being down for a couple weeks against Minnesota. Had a great game. I'll talk to him about the recovery process and what he's learned, plus what this team needs to do to get the first win of the season over the Cincinnati Bengals. One Pridecast. We'll be right back. The Lions are introducing flexibility and convenience in paying off your season tickets. Never miss a home game and pay for your tickets in monthly, interest-free payments with our monthly payment plan. Call 313-262-2222 or visit DetroitLions.com to secure your seat today for as low as $43 a month. All right, Trey, Lions missed you there in weeks three and four, rehabbing some injuries. What did you do during that time to get yourself back into this lineup? Uh, I just made sure I was mentally prepared, um, you know, through film study, uh, going out there, watching practice, made sure I stayed engaged so that, you know, when I came back, you know, I didn't miss a beat when it came to the play calls or things like that. And obviously, uh, stand, trying to stay in physical condition as well, so. How hard is it to watch from the sidelines? Oh, it's definitely difficult. Um, you know, it was it was a few times if y'all caught it that, you know, those games where it was down to the wire and, you know, I'm on the sideline jumping around, yelling, screaming. Um, you know, at one point, you know, I jump and then I forget that, oh, I'm injured, so I gotta, you know, kinda mm -hmm. slow down and stay composed. But um, you know, the emotion was still there, so obviously, you know, it was hard for me to, you know, sit sit there and watch and you know, um, 
you know, not be, not participate in it, so. Mm -hmm. You faced a little adversity mm -hmm. last season mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. Injury that took you out for most of mm -hmm. the season. So mm -hmm. to have that happen again, mm -hmm. where you're sitting out on the sidelines, mm -hmm. what are you learning more about yourself mm -hmm. when you have to go through those moments? Uh, just to try to stay mentally positive. Um, you know, if anybody knows me, I'm no good mentally when it comes to injury, but uh, you know, for, you know, I just got to understand, look at the positive things, look at, you know, um, you know, try to know that, you know, I'm still blessed, you know, to be able to prepare, to be able to, you know, come back. Um, and, you know, obviously take advantage of being out there, you know, so don't take that for granted that you're able to go out there and perform and things like that. So, you know, make sure that, you know, when you go out there, when you have that opportunity, you take full advantage of it and you know be most most prepared as possible so you took advantage of the opportunity mm -hmm. in minnesota mm -hmm. big sack um that was a game changer whenever you can get a big mm -hmm. move in like that and mm -hmm. a few tackles uh so mm -hmm. how quickly were you able to acclimate here mm -hmm. to come back um you know it, it wasn't too bad obviously uh you know the game speed is a lot different from practice speed and you know mental preparation but um you know You've been doing it so long that you kind of just kind of like riding a bike you kind of just jump in and you know make sure you're warmed up and um you know it may have took a little few series to you know kind of get the juices flowing things like that but um you know i was ready to go and um you know i just tried to do the best i can to help my team win in that situation so. your head coach dan campbell said mm -hmm. that's the best mm -hmm. defensive effort he has seen all mm -hmm. season mm -hmm. what did you see on the field that mm -hmm. you can echo that sentiment mm -hmm. um like I say, just being prepared. Uh, it was plays out there that, you know, from watching film and film study, you know, understanding that, you know, this play is coming. So you can play a little faster and uh, you're able to, you know, make those plays and, um, you know, kind of uh, look, look for plays to come and then, you know, kind of not out there guessing, I would say. So, you know, obviously that comes with experience. So, um, you know, I know a lot of guys there watching film you know, they're, they're doing film study, so they're going to be able to prepare themselves, anticipate plays coming, and they can play fast as well. So The defensive end mm -hmm. was really the side of the ball that was giving this team a chance to mm -hmm. win in Minnesota with mm -hmm. the big takeaways and setting yeah. up that DeAndre mm -hmm. Swift touchdown. How mm -hmm. are you seeing this defense grow here in, yeah. in 2021? Yeah, it's definitely promising. Uh, obviously, you know, you start off 0-5, it's kind of hard to, you know, see the positive, and obviously we want to win. And, you know, that's what we come to work for. But, um, you know, like you said, we see the defense growing. Uh, we kind of keying in on the, the things that change, change the game. Turnovers, um, you know, stopping the run, things like that, that control the game. Uh, those are a lot of things that we're keying in. And anytime you can, you know, uh, those big time components of, of defense that you, you know, you rank high in them and, you know, they're a top priority and we out there executing, um, you know, we'll have a chance at any game we play, so. You just mentioned it, guys mm -hmm. are looking for a win. Mm -hmm. Your head coach says he doesn't allow anchors on this team to bring mm -hmm. down the mindset. He's looking at mm -hmm. players who have won before, mm -hmm. know what winning looks like, yeah. coming from a two-time Super Bowl champ. Yeah. How do you get mm -hmm. a win in that win column? Yeah, um, sharpen the focus. Uh, you know, the margin for error in this league is, very, very small. I mean, you know, you look at the losses, we lost by a field goal of 66 yards, you know, and it banked in. Mm -hmm. So just imagine if it was a centimeter before, you know, so 
um, it's small. Uh, it's a it's a small margin for error. So we gotta just hone in on that focus on all the small details, and you know, and even if we miss some here and there, we have to win more than we lose as far as the small games, the small battles, uh, those one-on-one -on -one battles. We gotta win more than you lose, and you know, overall, you're gonna see those wins pop up in the win column. So you've yeah. got the likes of quarterback Joe Burrow. Mm -hmm. Wide receiver Jamar Chase, they're yeah. on the clock. What yeah. defensively are you looking forward to yeah. the most this this yeah. weekend against the Bengals? Yeah, uh, obviously they got an explosive offense. Um, you know, even though they're young, they they very talented. Uh, you know, the run game. You know, got a great running back back there. Um, so we're just looking forward to just kind of, you know, executing our our responsibilities when it comes to stopping the run. When it comes to you know, the, the play calls and things like that. Obviously, uh, giving our offense chance, more opportunities, so we're going to, that big component of defense, turnover, we're going uh, try to try to get the ball as many times as we can and, um, you know, just kind of go out there and play fast, tackle well, know that they got dom dominant offensive weapons, so, you know, it's going to uh, come to us to, you know, not just one guy make a tackle, but we got to swarm to the ball and play fast and fly around, so. Show your Lions pride by going authentic with gear from shop.detroitlions.com. For a great selection of t-shirts, hats, jerseys, and novelties with convenient flat rate shipping right to your doorstep, visit shop.detroitlions.com, your 24-7 home for Lions gear. Have you heard running back Jamal Williams has his own show called Jamal That. He's everyone's favorite NFL player. And in case you missed an episode so far, here's a snippet. Enjoy. It's your boy, Jamal Williams here, and I'm here for episode Tracey. We in here. I got some things for y'all. <laughs> my top five animes, anime characters, my bad. I most definitely be a villain, because it just looks fun. And they be having some of the greatest resolves ever, too. Some of them have their good reasons, so I ain't got no problem with it. I'll be with it. But let me give you my top five, though. Number five. I'm going to put Inosuke. Inosuke is going to be my number five. Just because I just like my boy. He's all about the fight. All hands. Doesn't care. <laughs> and he just really just gets to the business. That's it. Number four, Dio from JoJo's Bizarre Adventures. I like Dio just because a boy ruthless. All you hear is meta, 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 meta. And he's just saying useless, useless. You know what I mean? Like you getting beat up and somebody yelling at you, useless? Come on now. All you're going to be doing is, ah, ah, I'm weak. Ah, just hurry up. Ah, I'm done with it. Ah, ah. You know what I mean? That's my boy Dio. He's just about that stuff. Three, it have to be pain. You know what I mean? Nagato. He got one of the greatest moves of all time called the Almighty Push. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, that they get loose pushing everybody. I wish I had that for when I playing. You know what I mean? Get through the line. I see like two, three, oh, yeah. 
I mean, I'll score every time I get the ball, honestly. Number two, Kid Boo. That's my boy. I usually like the characters who can't say words. They say no words, very little words, and they really just all about hands, you know? They focus on what they want, trying to find somebody stronger. You know what I mean? That's all they do. And I, I like it just because it's what I do too, just trying to find things or people the same or higher, sparring with them to make myself better. We going up. Only way we can go is up. May have them down days, but you know, at the end of the day, we going back up. Remember that. And you know, number one, if you a fan of the swag daddy, you should already know who number one is. God, I want you to guess it first. Because if you really know me, you should already know this one. I mean, it's, it's right there, you know? Should I still say the word? My boy is Gara. G-A-A-R-A. Gotta. Remember that name. My boy with the Grand Sam Mausoleum. <gasps> all of that. That's my boy. I've got mines all on here in my hands. <laughs> I would have swords. <laughs> i at least have six of them like Killer B. And just be flinging them boys like Killer B be doing. That's my boy too. Gotta activate your beast mode. <laughs> Once every... Yeah, shoot. I'd probably do it like four times a week. You know what I mean? Slapping that boy on for a couple of hours, you know? When it's go time. Get to going. That's all I'm going to say. You still going to learn more about the J-Bug. If you got any questions, next episode is the time. Because I will be taking them and I will answer them. So see you later. Episode 3 is a done dilly. And I'll catch you later. <laughs> yeah. Cub Club registration is back open for the 2021 season. Get your children in the official Detroit Lions Fan Club for kids up to age 14. Each Cub Club registration comes with a membership kit filled with one-of-a-kind Detroit Lions items plus exclusive events and ticket discounts. Visit DetroitLions.com slash Cub Club to sign up now. Lions host the Bengals as they search for their first win of the season. Thanks for tuning in to the One Pridecast. I'm Danny Rogers. We'll see you back here next Friday.